Empire. You thought you knew, but you have no idea. It's the urban sports scene. are listening to the urban sports scene with will t wole and ray gc it's episode 500 what's good folks <laughs> <laughs> t top golf back together this is the first see, time i've seen y'all yo, since top golf yeah it is That's, full, that was last last year right was it last oh, yeah. year yeah that was last year that was last year yeah of course because yeah. it, was, it was it was like spring maybe spring last year it? so yeah. it's almost been a year yeah for real Officially it's been a year about since we year. like been together I mean, it's been person. two years since we've been together doing the show. Yeah, that's facts. But just all together, though. Yeah, that's crazy. Man. Yet we persevered. 500 yes, episodes. <laughs> 500, dude. And also, I forgot to mention, we're part of Amplifier Media at AmplifierMedia.com. But yeah, we're all together, man. This is, this is, this is, we should all take a picture I, or something. I we don't like taking pictures, though. I, I, <laughs> I, I said I would take a picture for tonight, but. <laughs> I want to give a quick shout out to Bianca Belair. Her interest at WrestleMania was amazing. And people of all colors are just talking about how she or Cody Rose had the best interest. And she paid homage to HBCUs. It just validates everything we're yeah, doing right it's now. Just, it's dope, man. It is dope, Just got to throw that in there. I'm glad you did that, bro. It's the movement. It is. That folks know it's the movement, it's man. It's coming. Now. You know, we haven't talked in a while. You know, all three of us. We ain't, ain't talked about the Will Smith smack. Do we have to talk about no. it? No. I really don't want to. I mean, we could talk about it. I, I, I mean, you brought it up, so obviously we're <laughs> to talk about it. So, go ahead. I'll oh, no. I mean, I mean, it's a whole different... I mean, I'm... Oh, si- I was disappointed. I'm very disappointed. Let's put it that way. I'm disapp- I was extremely disappointed, and it made me view Will Smith in a different I, way. I'm just going to say, like... I, I would use some words I, that I would... That I... I'm not going to say what I would normally say uh-huh. because we're on... We're uh-huh. on what does it start with? <laughs> yeah, what does it start with? I see. B-A-N. Ooh, wow. Ooh, ooh, wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just being honest. Man. No, I just think... I, I mean, I, I see what you're coming from. I, no, I mean, look, no, look. no, I'm, I'm going to be real. This is my thing. Is that, that there are certain people I think he wouldn't smack. No, and what I, made you And what made you feel like he's the one to smack? Yeah, if that were Jerry Seinfeld, would he smack Jerry Seinfeld? There you go. You already said, but without going that were Ricky Gervais, would we'll he smack to, Ricky Gervais? We don't have to go that detailed. We already know what it is. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, and, felt, and, 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 and it's, um, it wasn't, I, I don't feel as if, first I feel the smack was staged. Because, I mean, Chris Rock just put his hands <laughs> So you think it's not back. real? You think it's, you think it's a real thing? No, I don't think it's so a real thing. So you think thing. it's like a WWE type yeah, of thing? Yeah, that's what I exactly think it is. But let's... For the sake of purposes of having this conversation, let's say it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, when Chris Rock delivered that joke, mm-hmm. he was laughing uproariously in front That's of James. Yeah. <laughs> he was laughing very hard. He was laughing very hard, and yeah. then I, I and I don't know what what kind of look Jada Pinkett Smith shot him, and then he just changed his whole demeanor. Changed. And he she just gave him that look. Uh, you ain't going. He went up on the stage. Check him. She she gave him that. She ain't going to check him, look. But you know what's crazy, though, man? In, the, in, today, in today's time, with everything that's going on, that's one of the things that led on the news, though. Yeah, on the national news. I know. It was big. It was big. It was, it's crazy, that's man. That's my problem. It is. Yeah, yeah that's, 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 one of, that's one of our problems. Plus, you won an award, and it doesn't happen for black male actors to win an award right. like that, and you yeah. just... Ruin the moment. If it, it is staged, that makes it even worse. Why would it be staged? I, I know. That's what I'm all saying. All it's doing really is helping Chris Rock. Like his shows are now, now are on killing. The, they're 
on high demand. They were right. already sold out. Now more people trying to get in. He was in AC over the weekend, yeah. and people were standing in lines for hours trying to get into Borgata to see him. But if I'm mistaken or not, wasn't it six years ago we were all like um, boycott the, the Oscars? They don't support black uh, the black arts. They don't support. No, I'm just I'm just asking. Well, Chris Rock wouldn't do that, by the way. Mm-hmm. What? He wouldn't boycott. He said he wouldn't. He says, as long as they pay me to host, I'm going to go and do my job. Yeah, because... Yeah. He yeah. said, I'm black yeah. and, they, and they want me to host. So that's it. Yeah. Anyway. It is what it is, man. But we can talk about that a whole different... We can talk about so that. Many, top we talk, we talk topic. Yeah, I know. <laughs> for real talk. We really could. We can go on and off on that topic, for real. Right, and provide me to host multiple DMV sports. That's DM, the second day at Top Golf, right? I mean, you should enjoy your time when I suggested that. Oh, no, no, no. I actually did like Top Golf. Well, they went back there for a date. Why you always do But No, no. It was a team building exercise. You don't like team building exercises, so I thought that was interesting. So that's the only reason I keep bringing it up. Look, it's you know a what? team. I, you know what? I, I like team building with, with it, my guys. It's great. Let me. I'm gonna do this read because no, I see what y'all doing. I see what y'all doing. And probably host multiple DMV sports podcast shows, such as the John Com Report, hosted by ESPN Washington Commander Insider John Com, and Jones Football, hosted by USA Today Insider Mike Jones. Subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Make sure you subscribe to the Urban Sports Scene YouTube channel as well. This show can be found on Podcast DC, uh, Podcast DC, the, the local app with hundreds of options in local news and health in the DMV region. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all of the Amplifier shows as well as other great content. Don't forget to tweet us at Urban Sports Scene. Hit us up on IG at Urban Sports Scene and like our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. And you can join our Urban Sports Team Facebook group. Just search Urban Sports Team, sports bloggers, sports podcasters, and sports debates. All right, we'll see. Let's get into our tradition, the pregame. It's dope to have this all in person. You know what I'm saying? Hey, here's what we have on tap. We'll discuss whether the commanders have done enough in the offseason so far to win the NFC East. We will have Sports Journey Washington, Washington's commanders reporter Lake Lewis Jr. on, on the show. Then at 8.20, we'll talk about opening day for the Washington Nationals. Kevin Nibley from Talk, talk Next uh, will join us to discuss this. At 8.35, we'll talk about the NCAA Men's Basketball National Championship game uh, between the North Carolina Tar Heels and the Kansas Jayhawks. It's past my bedtime. I didn't stay up and watch <laughs> the whole thing. Kansas uh, beat UNC 72-69. Finally, in our, se- in our segment, HBU, HBCU corner we have a pre-taped interview with prairie view and um university safety drake cheatham uh but first right now we have excuse me we're dropping water bottles we have sports journeys washington commanders reporter lake lewis jr on the line what's going on lake and also your, your birthday was yesterday we yeah. want to say happy birthday happy related man i uh, appreciate that fellas uh thanks for having me back on yeah all is all is well all is busy <laughs> for sure Great to have you, you, back party, you was partying yesterday? You said what was what was yesterday? You said were you partying? Were you partying yesterday? I mean, man, I had um I had a nice little setup yesterday. <laughs> That's what's up, um, man. I had a good night, but uh, you know, but but I had a I will say uh my girl, good friend, Janine Samuels, she um, you know, planned a party with everybody from my from our job and uh so yeah, at a restaurant full of staff members, and 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 uh, and and then also, um, you know, just just you know, the owners, general manager, everybody at the building was there. So we had a great time. We really did. 
And you know what's funny, man? I, I went to the grocery store today down here, and they sang my birthday over the freaking intercom in the grocery store. That's what's up, man. <laughs> oh, that's dope. That's love. That's love, man. Yeah, yeah so I was like, yeah, go ahead, like, you know, I mean, you know, these small towns, they know everything. So they were just like, I was like, how in the world do they know it's my birthday? Well, she, Janine went on the air last night before she closed out and told everybody it was my birthday on, on freaking ABC. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, so that's how they found out. Yeah. Okay, so you was yeah, at the you was in the produce section. You're like, "Happy birthday!" <laughs> that is, I mean, that's when I hilarious. came in, I mean, I know I know a lot of the folks in there. So one lady, Miss Wanda, shout out to her. She she always comes over, gives me a hug. She she's she was like one of the first black faces I saw down here. To be honest with you, and and Probably she's knowledge. uh yeah, so she's kind of become like. You know, she's like, 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 like the big, big aunt, so to speak. So anyway, the big aunt. And, I, and, <laughs> and they were like, "There he is, blah blah blah." So, Go for but I gotta tell you, man, like we getting a lot of love down here. Janina and myself, and and I got a new friend down here, Danielle, who's from DC. She just joined with, with us today. We're getting a lot of love down here, so I can't complain at all. I really that's can't. that's what's up, man. Next time, if you need a drop from the stadium, just let me know. I'll do it for you. I got you. All right. Okay. okay. All right, and and like, let our listeners know on this show, you know, what you know, you that you were ABC and you know, and you know what you're doing over there. Yeah, so so the station is uh W O A Y and um, you know, my bio and everything's up on the site now, finally. Myself, Janine's everybody. Um, but they're really letting us, you know, take the station into kind of like the modern ages, so to speak, and um we're having a lot of fun, man. Um, we're the station for seven counties down here in southern West Virginia. And, um, again, you know, it's a, it was a step for me to try something different um, to get to my ultimate goal, which is out in L.A. And I'm a step closer to it. And I got to tell you, transitioning from doing nothing but sports to now pretty much being all news yeah, and I was listening to the Will Slip, Will Smith slap thing. I covered that like every day for a week, <laughs> and, and had to break it down. And you know, it's 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 you know, you do see things differently now from the news cycle standpoint uh-huh. of how I used to be cynical of it. Uh-huh. But these are the things that now I have to talk about. And I did say last Friday, look, I'm not talking about Will Smith and Chris Rock anymore. No I'm just we're gonna get past that. And sure enough, in both of my shows, I do Good Morning America twice. That's all we talked about. And to get to that, I was highly disappointed about that, by the way. Um, yeah, we all said the same thing. All said the it same took away, thing. It took away from Will Packer's moment, you know, as having a, a finally a black-produced Oscars. Mm-hmm. You know, took away from his moment. Took away from Denzel um, Washington, Samuel Jackson. It just, it was just the stupid thing to do and i give chris rock a lot of credit because if that were me i probably would have been like super fly snook off the top rope <laughs> i would have show your just, age it, it would have been tables turned over up on live tv i mean he i don't think it was staged though i thought it was staged when i first saw it uh-huh. because chris rock took the slap and didn't like grab his face or didn't fall or anything but that tells me even more that Will Smith just, he probably slapped him with his fingers, not with his hands. You know, <laughs> you know just, oh, man. But, but, but they're just toxic, man. And I got to say this, you know, I just think right now, Jada and Will, that whole, that whole setup is toxic and it's, it's just not a good look for them. It really isn't. 
I appreciate you, brother. And you're a year older now, so I'm expecting you to have more swag at this point. You know what I'm saying? You talking about going to LA? I'll visit you there, West Virginia. Yeah, you got to sell me on that one. But <laughs> here's what I'm telling I'm you: Y'all come down here, bro. You might you you gonna be surprised. This is listen. I literally thought, what am I doing, man? Like, <laughs> but but now, like, I don't miss back home that much. Mm. I don't. I really it's I have peace of mind down here. I do, and it's it's slower. Um, but you know, the, the, not to give you guys a history lesson. I know we got to talk football here, but you know, less than less than ten minutes from here is Beckley, and Beckley is considered to be kind of like the, the the like a mini Charleston. It's like the capital of Southern West Virginia, but Beckley has everything. I'm, I mean, when I say everything, you know, the mall and you know, Costco, Walmart, Sam's Club, Walmart. Yeah, Walmart here. Yeah, I'm saying. I mean, like everything, you know, restaurants, Olive Garden. I mean, the whole nine. It's nothing. It's <laughs> and, and more importantly, and more importantly, two hundred thousand people, and probably about seventy-five thousand of them are black. Mm, so that's cool. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. Man. So, so it's all good. Well, all good. change is always good. Like for real, for real. And we grew up in uh, pretty much Black County. And well, I don't know if you did. We grew up in PG. So. Hey, we're mm-hmm. used to it, but like I'm from I, East, I, man, so I know. Oh, you from Northeast? All right, there we go. You better. That's what. That's my family's from, Rich Park. Um, right. So, right. I, I mentioned you should have some swagger because it sounds like Coach Ron is developing some swagger. He said, "Quote: This is the year that says we're going to ascend, and we should be ascending." Is he crazy, or do you see an ascension coming from this team, the Commanders? Yeah, I, mean, I got used just, to let it. Me, <laughs> let me let me just say this. Hey man, <laughs> you know, you know, I like Ron, but I'm sick of the talk. Mm. I, I'm tired of it. I, I am, uh-huh. and I say that with all due respect because he means well, but it, it, it's it's time to show what you can do. Because and I and I go back to this again: three winning seasons in ten years as a head coach. That's not getting it done. So. You can't keep talking about doing things the right way and we got to do it this way and that way. You haven't had the results either. So everybody, again, if he's saying that we all have to ascend, I get that. Hopefully by getting Carson Wentz, which I think more and more each day passes by, I think it looks like a really good move for this team because they needed a quarterback and he is a quarterback that's proven that he can be successful. So I think it's a good look for them, but but he's got to stop talking and giving us these cliche quotes. Just go out and perform. So, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. So, but also, do you think that you know they made the, the sound with Carson Wentz? You mentioned Carson Wentz. Have they done enough to co- contend or win the NFC East so far? Well, see, I don't, I, I don't necessarily believe that it's uh, you. You can get a fair assessment just through free agency because you still have your draft coming up uh-huh. and. Your draft, let's put it this way, you you kind of address the quarterback situation, at least short term. You know, hopefully, like we guys I talked about with you guys before, if Carson Wentz plays well, then you give him a long term contract. However, you've addressed that for, for today, that quarterback situation. Now, if you can go out in the draft and get one of these top flight wide receivers, because there's several of them that can come in and be instant difference makers to pair up with Terry McLaurin. You can get yourself one of these receivers. Now you've really addressed, you know, two glaring holes on your team. You still need to get a middle linebacker. So perhaps your first two picks in the draft could be a receiver, middle linebacker, or middle linebacker, receiver in those orders. Now I think 
you're looking at their off season as being a true success. I, I truly believe that. Um, but if you don't get a receiver, if you don't get a middle linebacker, then I'm going to say you should have addressed that during free agency somehow, and they didn't. So uh, I think they think they're going to get two of those guys in the draft. You're listening to the Urban Sports Scene right now. We are chatting with Sports Journey's commanders, I mean, uh, commanders reporter Lake Lewis. All right, Lake, I have two questions for you. But uh-huh. the first one deals with Daniel Snyder, right? Um, about a year ago, Roger Goodell said that uh, Daniel Snyder would be suspended indefinitely. But, you know, if we, if we think back a couple of weeks ago, he was at the stadium when they announced the team's new name. Um, there's been another subsequent uh, accusation against him and the organization that they have two sets of books and they aren't paying their just due to the rest of the other 31 owners with regards to their ticket sales. What, 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 how, what would be the, let me, let me ask, let me rephrase that. Let me ask this another way. Um, is this the last straw that breaks the camel's backs that ultimately gets Daniel Snyder out possibly as the owner? Or will he be given another? two or three opportunities just to foul things up. Well, I've I've said this for a long time. There's clearly a reason why he's still an owner, and and that means that he's doing something that's appeasing the other 31 owners in the league. But once you get to a point where you're not appeasing them and you're costing them money and they know that you are costing them money and you know it too, you're out of there. And and I just think this thing's starting to it's starting to snowball a little bit. It, it almost seems like, and I hate to say this, you know, but but it just seems like I think it's starting to get to a point where everybody feels like they'd be better off if maybe he's not the owner of the team. And that just seems to be the route that it's starting to go in. And he's not giving this football team up. Uh, under any circumstances, you're going to have to force him out, and it's going to be a legal, you know, situation, lawsuits. It might get ugly before it gets better, but I just think that if you look at where this franchise is compared to where it was when he bought them, it's 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 laughable now, and it's sad to go from being a, a blueprint, you know, for success in the NFL for a long time as an organization always having sellouts, always having a, a loyal, rabid fan base, um, you know, and more importantly, winning all the time. Super Bowl or bust at one point for this franchise. Now, just to talk about possibly making the playoffs <laughs> every now and then, um, <laughs> that's just not good. You know, and now you have a name change. And, and I don't care what anyone says. I truly believe in my heart if this franchise was still winning and doing the things it did, you know, uh, pre-Dan Snyder, I don't think the name would have been changed. I think right. that I, I truly believe that Native Americans and anyone that was offended by the name became extra offended by it because the product stunk. <laughs> and <that laughs> nobody wants to be associated with a, a loser. loser. Trust me. Okay, let, <laughs> then let me piggyback <laughs> off of what you just said about the team, you know, um, quote-unquote being a losing organization. Ron Rivera came out and made a, which I think was a very tone-deaf uh, statement about this team will stop being an easy target when it wins, right? 
how do how do you someone in the media how do you process process that statement because to me if we think about it there have been multiple accusations of sexual harassment we know that there are culture issues we know that there's a, a fan experience issues there there and then um there also may be an issue with if daniel snyder is still the owner getting a new stadium how do you as someone in the media perceive ron rivera's comments I mean, he's he's correct. I mean, whether people like that or not, or they think that there's other things. At the end of the day, he's a football coach. He, he's not he's not a guidance. I mean, he's not a, he's not a counselor. He, he he's not a psychologist. I mean, he's not a. He, he was brought in here to coach a team on the field to win and 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 go about it with some class and dignity. And he has done that. We have to give him that credit. He had definitely has brought a level of professionalism to this outfit. They, ha- but they haven't won. I mean, when they won the division, they had a losing record. They had the same record last year, you know. So again, well, I mean, you know, one extra loss. Yeah, still, yeah, I, yeah I get what you're saying. No, I get it. Right, right, right. But they, but they still, you know, seven wins. Uh-huh. And now you've got to, you've got to, you've got to improve on that. And I do agree with this. You know, I, I'm the same person that said. Maybe, you know, I might surprise some people and I understand why this team couldn't do it because of everything they're dealing with. But I sure enough would have tried to get Deshaun Watson in here. Okay. Now, with all that being said, you know, you're not going to win every fan over because of what's going on and because of what's happened. I mean, there's some fans that are forever gone because of what's happened and nothing you can do is going to bring them back. But I will say this, winning cures all ills. And that's a fact. Yeah. You go out and you start the season 4-0, 4-0, 5-0, you're going to have more people in the stands. Simple as that. Um, you start the season off, you know, 8-1, 9-1, you're going to have a lot of people in the stands. And that's what happens. So he said a lot of these things will change when they win. The problem is, I, and I do agree that there is a little bit of tone deafness with that comment, because a lot of the things that happen off the field are keeping you from winning on the field. Uh-huh. And I know this for a fact because I've talked to several players over the years. They get tired of being in the tabloids. They get tired of being a laughingstock. They get mm-hmm. tired of hearing and seeing things that they know aren't, aren't right. And they can tell when things aren't genuine. Um, you know, I talked to a couple of players about the whole Sean Taylor situation this past year, and they were like, that's bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, if we all knew it was bad and the players know it's bad, uh-huh. why didn't the organization realize that it was bad? You know, so again, those things carry over. It's in anything you do. You're, it all starts at the top. And if your organization isn't ran properly, or you know, you got a cheap owner, or if you got you know someone that's just not doing the right things by their staff and employees, you're gonna you're gonna get crappy results. That's just the way morale is low. So when morale's low, you're not gonna win on the field. Right. <laughs> you Definitely. know. You can change your uniform up, but you're still going to get pushed in the dirt if morale, morale is low. You're just going to mm. get pushed in the dirt. It's going to be a new uniform getting dirty. That's so true. <laughs> so true. Bay Lake, we appreciate you being on, my man. Before we let you go, let our listeners know what you got going down the pike and also how they can catch you on social media. Well, you know, first and foremost, like we talked about uh, down here on ABC, mm-hmm. uh, WAY, and uh, you can follow me on social media at Lake Lewis on Twitter, Lake Lewis Jr. on Instagram, Facebook. And, of course, SportsJourney.com is still there. We're still doing it. And, um, 
you know, the podcast, After Practice Podcast, is actually going tour on to ABC TV. So nice. we, we're good. Cool. It's a lot of good stuff. Cool. Yeah, I'm, a lot of good stuff. You, you may see me down in West Virginia. Check out, course, check yeah, out, we'll, check. we'll get some breadsticks. You say Olive Garden. Well, yeah, we get some breadsticks. <laughs> oh, I love the breadsticks, Olive Garden. Of okay, course. No, no. Nah, nah, I, I was told. I was told by somebody we can't go back to Olive. She's not doing that no more. But okay. Where's a good wing spot then, Lee? <laughs> <laughs> it was a wing spot. No, no, no. We can't eat wings either. Man, I'm not bringing. Listen, I got a place down here. I got a couple places down here, and they're really nice places. All right, great cool. food. All right, and, and great ambiance. All I right. got you guys. All right, bet. All right, bet. <laughs> Dude, we doing the tour. All right, Lake man, appreciate you, my man. All right, take care. All right, take care. All right, man. All right, thank you. Thank you so you. much, man. All right, take care. All right, take care. You can tell Lake has changed positions. Yeah, he is. Man. He He's is, enjoying. He is not pro commander no more. No, he's not at all. Not at all. <laughs> hey, talking Nats. Kevin Nibley will join us to talk about opening day for the Nats after the break. You're listening to the Urban Sports Say. For ages. Yeti. Deuces on Empire Media. That's EmpireMedia.com. They're getting wild for me And all the pretty chicks all wanna smile at me These rap cats, man, they all got this style for me And if I ever see them, man, they probably bow to me And when this beat drop, I know they gon' lean World debut, I know they gon' fiend Everything Mississippi to the Palm Springs Girls from brunettes down to blonde queens These young boys don't know what a darn mean I'm just a bad boy, gone clean I'm the diamond chain choker, always remain sober Don't drink liquor and all the game's over Need a plane, I explain it to my broker Three bots in the hood, top down, and ain't over You know there's more men, where that come from? Me and Kuda love rolling back to back in one See the names have all changed since I've been around But the game ain't the same since I left out So much they want to know who I'm coached by Every day approached by chicks when I was most top Wanna get me so side, but I'm like, don't try I see the hisses and the disses when I go by But see the misses on my wrists when I float by Self-control and I can't tell you no lie Trying to find a soulmate, you end up being so tired I make my money, man, without the coca Living la vida without the loca I'm down south, so they show me country love And I ain't even country thug The people give me daps and Hug, so it must be love, and I love the country grub. It feel good to hear people singing welcome back, and I ain't even selling the track, cause I'm that Harlem cat. The names have all changed since I've been around, but the game ain't the same since I left out.
Got the whole mace li- living, you know what I mean? Welcome back. It's Pastor Mace, though. You know what I mean? This wasn't the old school mace, Money though. mace. Money mace. Thank you, Ray Jeezy. You're listening to the urban sports scene with oh, Murder Mole, Mace. Murder oh, Mace. Ray and Will T, part of Amplifier Media at AmplifierMedia.com. All right, right now we have Kevin Nibley from Talk Nats on the line. What's going on, Kev? Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, congrats on uh, episode 500. Oh, thanks, Thank Kevin. Appreciate, appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate it. You can join us at Top Golf too next time we celebrate. Yeah, it's next. <laughs> yeah, but I suck though. We all, you know what I mean. Will T, you had the first question. <laughs> no, I'm gonna take your question. Cause you're taking too long. Hey, Kev. So I, oh, yeah, I, I, I do have. Yeah, there you go. Let Will. Let, okay. I'm let you shine, no, man. Not, I want I'll, you to shine. Appreciate this is what that. I'm doing. I appreciate <laughs> that. Hey, Kev. One question for you. The Nats are yeah. taking on the, the New York Mets on the opening day. What should the fans expect um, with regards to this lineup and also this starting rotation? Um, You know, this isn't necessarily probably going to be the best Nats team we've had in the last uh, 10 years or so. Uh, Don't talk on egg. Don't don't walk on eggshells, Kevin. Just give it to us. (laughs) Just tell us, us, man. This is a, this is a hundred. You already know I'm the positive one when it comes to the Nats, but I'm there. This is a, this is a 90 loss team. Just tell, just tell us. It is. It is. Hey, <laughs> y'all! I'm telling you, they gonna shock some folks. But go ahead, Kev. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Kev. Yeah. No, I mean, most likely this is a 90 to 95 <laughs> loss team this year. Uh, it will be uh, in fourth or fifth place in the NL East. But you know, there are some possible silver linings. You know, uh, Patrick Corbin and, and Steven Strasburg were pretty good pitchers only a couple years ago. You have some really exciting rookies, uh, or uh, Kbera Reese, I guess would be considered second-year player, but but you know really new guys like Ruiz, Josiah Gray, uh, Lane Thomas has looked really good, and you know you still have guys like Victor Robles and uh, Carter Kiboom who were top twenty prospects not so long ago, that you know maybe this is the year they finally put it together. Um, so I, I think there's some cause for optimism, or, or at least potential for optimism in the lineup. Uh, the bullpen, I'm not so sure. Um, it's pretty much the same uh, group that they had last season, uh, except they added uh, Steve Shisek, uh veteran kind of sidearm guy. They have Tyler Clippard, who most people remember from way back in the day. Uh, he's uh, in Rochester now, but he should probably be up with a big club soon. It seems like they're kind of piecing the bullpen together. Uh, but, yeah, this is definitely like a rebuilding year. Do little. Um, Doolittle, yes, I forgot Doolittle. <laughs> um, I know, yeah, they, they brought back, yeah, they, they had a Farah back for a little bit, although he's going to potentially start in Rochester. He, he did not make the opening day roster. They did bring back some fan favorite 2019 guys, and, uh, you know, um, we'll just see. But, yeah, this this probably is not an ads team that's going to compete for the NL East. This year is going to be more about development and uh, hoping that some of these guys like Louise, Thomas, Robles, you know, really settle in to become good major league starters. And those will be positions that next year you won't have to buy in free agency. All right, Kev, this is Ray, and I'm going to follow my assignment. It's the 
you know, 500th episode. I'm not going to go off script because <laughs> I can go on a Davy Martinez rant right now if I wanted to, but I'm not going to do that. You mentioned Steven Strasburg. What can we expect from him this season? I will say behind Juan Soto, he's still a fan favorite, right? Yeah, no, I mean, he, it was only, it feels like a long time ago, you know, in the world because a million things happened, but really it was only about two, two and a half years ago that Steven Strasburg was the World Series MVP and, mm-hmm. and brought the Nationals their first title, uh, shut down Houston, you know, great Houston lineup uh, in the World Series in Houston, you know. Um, so he obviously has the ability to be one of the best pitchers on the planet uh, when he's healthy, but that's the problem. He's almost seemingly never healthy. So, uh, you know, he he did he hasn't really pitched much uh, in the last two seasons. Uh, he's working his way back. Um, you know, I don't know. It's one of those things. I think when Strasburg's healthy and he's on the mound, fans should expect, uh, if not an ace, a solid number two major league starter who could throw up an ERA around three, three and a half. Um, but the problem is it's just it's hard to really expect or it's hard to really count on his health, and, and that's his big issue. So, you know, I, I think a successful season uh, as a Nats fan for Strasburg uh, especially because we have him, I think, for four or five more years on a huge contract, or just really to be comes in some point May or June, uh, pitches 150 innings and and stays healthy and looks decent. You know, I think if that happens, then as a Nats fan, you could think, all right, you know, we have that's one of our top two rotation spots that we have locked down, and maybe you can go uh, into future years feeling more confident. You're listening to the Urban Sports Scene, part of Empire Media at EmpireMedia.com. Right now, we have Talk Nats. Kevin Nibley on the line. So, Kev, um, how important is it for the Nationals to start to start the season off fast? I think it's pretty important because, you know, it's one of those things where if it gets ugly fast, you know, if they get off to a slow start like uh, – the 19 and 31, you know, that kind of a start that seems like they have every, you know, they had the last few years. Um, this, this isn't going to be a team that starts off 19 and 31 and comes back to win the world series. This, this would be a team that would start off 19 and 31 and go on to win like 60 games, you know? So I, I think the better they start, uh, you know, the, the more chance they have to maybe add on the margins as the year goes on. Mike Rizzo's very good at finding, you know, veteran cast-offs or, or pieces from other teams that uh, he, you know, can bring in and, and kind of help uh, win games with. Like he did it, obviously, in 2019 with with Parra and, and, you know, was able to get some, you know, at the time when he got Daniel Hudson, that wasn't really like a high-profile move. He's, he's able to find uh, mid-level pieces and make them work. So, you know, if the team does start off well and get some confidence and the young guys are playing well, I, I don't expect them to necessarily compete this year, but, you know, Rizzo's shown in season he can make some moves to to help, you know, kind of buoy a team. And, and this year also uh, there's an extra playoff spot in each league. So, uh, you know, you could maybe get that third wild card in the NL, maybe only winning 86 games this year, something like that. So, well, I don't expect the Nats to be competing for that. You know, if they start off strong, you never know. I mean, you never know, they, exactly. Yeah, never know. Yes, you never know. Thank you. All right, Kevin, <laughs> I'm going to get you out of here on this on this last question. Um, <laughs> during the offseason, it's reported that Juan Soto turned down, a, I believe, like $300 million deal. Um, yeah, I think that's 350 Yeah, yeah 350 He's gone. Should, fa- <laughs> 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 should, should fans view this as possibly his last year, because we know in the past we've seen um, 
Bryce Harper leave. We've seen um, Anthony Rendon leave. Two guys who were drafted by this organization, came developed by this organization, and they weren't off. Well, Bryce Harper was offered a large contract. I don't think Rendon was offered a large contract, but um, it's, it's the it's the writing on the wall for Juan Soto because he rejected a contract of three hundred fifty million dollars. Um, it's a great question. Uh, I don't think necessarily. Um, I, I think what would have to happen. Technically, he Juan Soto is under contract for this year and two more. Um, yeah. But I don't think the Nats, the Nats took Bryce Harper all the way through, uh, you know, his last years of arbitration to free agency, and they they did the same with Anthony Rendon. Uh, and the reason they did that was because those teams were on paper, you know, World Series or playoff contenders. So they, you know, it's like they they, they wanted to you know, use these guys as long as they had them. And, and in Anthony Rendon's case, they won the World Series. He was, like, amazing that year and carried them through the playoffs. Um, so it worked out. But you saw last year with Trey Turner, they traded him a year and a half early, and they got what they could for him. They got Ruiz and they got Josiah Gray. Um, yeah. And I do think with Soto, if they're not able to extend him, I'm not sure if this would be the year that they trade him, but certainly uh, off season or next year, it would be coming pretty soon. But I think for them to find out if, you know, Juan Soto really wants to stay in DC, they're basically going to have to offer him the Mike Trout deal, uh, which I believe was like 420 million over 12 years, something. Yeah, that's about right. Me, but roughly about that, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, they're right. going to have to offer him that maybe even with like a, a touch extra but if they offer him something like that and he still says no then i you know yeah then they'll have to trade him and i think the fans uh should expect them to trade him if he would say no to something like that uh because you know they're the team isn't really in a spot where they're gonna compete for the world series this year or next probably so if, if juan Soto doesn't want to stay in dc it would be smart for the team to maximize the return you could get for a player like that, which I, I think would be a pretty huge return. You know, you could get a lot of, you know, pieces uh, that would help expedite the rebuild. Um, but, but, you know, I, I hope uh, as a Nats fan, you know, their, their payroll is uh, getting pretty clear. They, they owe some money to Strasburg long-term and, you know, Corbin has a couple more years left, but past that they're pretty clear next year. So hopefully they'll make uh, Wad and the Trout offer. He'll take it. And, you know, he's only uh, 23 years old, I believe, um, you know, and, and we'll have him. Yeah, we'll have him here in D.C. Uh, for another, you know, 10 years, 12 years. Uh, but but we'll see. I mean, it's definitely – I don't expect them to play it out the way they did with Harper and Rendon to the last minute. I expect them to make a decision on him in the next year for sure. So young. He's so young. Uh, I, I will ask one question before I let you go. Um, it's, yeah. Ray wanted to give you all the smoke about uh, David Martinez, so I'll do it, I'll do it for him. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, if this, is this like a make-or-break year for Davey, you know, um, in terms – I know – on paper, this roster isn't the best, but, you know, he's had some of the better rosters and, you know, he has won one, one World Series. Now it's a roster that we've all stated that is not the top roster. So is it important for Davey to look respectable this season? Yeah, I think so. I, I don't think his job's in jeopardy or he's on the hot seat necessarily this season, but I think there's some stakes for him in the sense of, like, if this team, uh, sorry, my son, if this team basically, you know, I don't know, uh, if they win 60 games and they lose like 102 and it's a complete disaster, uh, you know, I, I don't know how long 
they're going to let that happen. You know, where if this team wins 70, 75, and, you know, they're not anywhere near the playoffs, but they're competitive and they're not like an automatic win on your schedule. If, if he could manage something like that, then I think that would help him um, in terms of being there uh, for the next stage of this rebuild. Um, well, yeah, if it's a total tank job, unfortunately, a lot of times when a team does rebuild is they have one manager in to lose all the games, you know, and then once the rookies and the top draft picks they get from doing that are ready, they bring in a new guy to like kind of whip them into shape. So Davey, I think, could run the risk of being the guy to oversee all the losses, and then they bring someone else in for the wins in a couple of years if, if 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 it's a really bad season. I, I don't think he's on the hot seat, but if yeah, if they go sixty and hundred and two or something like that, you know, I. I at that point, maybe they would look for a change. Well, I, I hope the Nats shock the world. I mean, I'm the only one that's going to be positive about the Nats. I think the Nats can do – if everything falls right, they may shock some folks. But, Kev, before I let you go, let our listeners know how they can catch you and how they can catch your content on Talk Nets, Talk Nats. And also, you know, tell our listeners about, you know, the, the, the social media for Talk Nats as well. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, you can follow me. It's uh, K underscore Nibley on Twitter. Um and Talk Nats. It's uh, talknats.com. It's uh, probably the best community on the internet uh, to get really in-depth about the Nationals. And, and uh, this is a great time to, to get on there because, you know, we've we're got all sorts of uh, exciting rookies and all these prospects kind of coming up from all the trades they made last season. Uh, you know, kind of get in early and you can learn about some of these players. Um, and, yeah, that's pretty much uh, what I have going on. And uh, thanks again, guys, and congrats again on your 500 show. Thanks, Kev. We appreciate thanks, Kev. that, man. We appreciate you, See, man. You're so nice. Is he the only one who said that? Congratulations. Lake didn't say congratulations to 500, did he? Nah, I mean, it's but we up. also left Lake's network, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Kev, thanks. We appreciate it, man. All right, talk to you guys later. Talk okay. to you later. Right. Bye. <laughs> Again, that's Kevin Nibby, Kevin Nibby from Talk Nats. Uh, follow uh, Talk Nats on Twitter, at Talk Nats. All right, we're going to skip the break. We're going right to um, the NCAA championship game, uh, men's basketball. Uh, the Kansas Jayhawks beat the Tar Heels 72-69 in the championship game. Ray, your thoughts? Oh, I, I thought we were going to. I know, I know you were whispering, though. I apologize. Yeah, it's, all it's all good. Well, I feel like North Carolina did not have legs. That difficult game against UCLA, and then obviously the emotional game of eliminating Coach K, which is dope <laughs> because Coach K, you know, of course he called this season the last ride. You know, yeah. it's going to be a documentary. It's going to be so much that follows that Duke program. And to have this North Carolina squad in his season, in his career, is just amazing. So I think. The magnitude of that game, along with just their journey, I just feel like the second half, they just ran out of gas. And they only, what, seven or eight deep at best? Yeah. So with that short rotation, Kansas just had much more energy, and they took it to them in the second half. And Kansas, honestly, I feel like the moment got to them early on, yeah. and you saw that. But once they uh, developed a sense of urgency, they came out um, guns blazing in the second half, and that, that, that's what made the difference. I mean, I turned off the game at halftime thinking that North Carolina was going to be the national champions I know, I because I went to sleep there. after that. Uh, my first thoughts is the NCAA, you got to do better with starting this game a little bit earlier. 9.20 on a Monday night, just not going to happen, man. I felt, you know. It's always 9 o'clock. It's always 9 o'clock. <laughs> and I always fall asleep. It's only once a year, Will. I always fall asleep, though. <laughs> Bruh, it's always, I'm about to say, it's always 9 o'clock. Oh, but I, luckily, yeah. CBS Sports. They had a condensed game on 15 you, you minutes. You caught it? I caught it all. I caught the highlights. Online, you talk about online on YouTube. Yeah. So they had the long. You're right. It is a little long. Them drinks are yeah, long. 15 hey, minutes. Hey. So, I saw, so I saw the hits. So um, 
what I saw in a, from the highlights I saw in the second half, it looked as if uh, Kansas refocused. They did, though. Um, and North Carolina, the the I guess the moment, the nerves, and you know, like Ray stated, you know, at best North Carolina is maybe seven deep. Yeah. So fatigue got to them. Um, what's uh, Johnson, the the reserve off the oh, bench? He balled. Yeah, he balled. Cam, Cam Johnson, Johnson, little Johnson's brother, little brother. brother. He, balled. he balled. He stepped up in the he last. Got super in a, in a, tired, bro. Puff, like Puff, he, no, no, somebody hit him in his stomach. That's what happened. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Puff, he, Puff Johnson. He, he, he got criticized. People was like he out there dying. He ain't got that dog in him, but he got hit. In People the evil as all. No, he got hit. The, he got hit in the stomach earlier. The cameras did not catch it, and that's what happened. So he was I trying to catch his breath. I feel bad for the kid, love, because he was balling throughout the tournament, and he just didn't have a leg. He had a. I know. Obviously, yeah, it just wasn't because the shot was short. Short, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I want him. I thought he ran out of gas. Yeah, yeah. I wanted him to take the last shot. I even said like I wanted. No, they should have moved the ball. That's what got them there. They got multiple shooters. They tried to. They tried. I told you, like they were trying to go. They were going a lot of pick and roll. I thought I thought that uh, that's who the guy I thought Lee they were going to. Lee tripped. That's why. I oh, you mean on the last up. play? Yeah, but last in the second play. half, Manic was non-existent too. Yeah, that's you know? true. And that's they true. just didn't have the legs. Yeah, they, didn't, they, they didn't have the legs, like you in said, right? But um, I think if if you had to ask, and I'm a North, I, I'm a North Carolina supporter. I'm also a Georgetown Hoyer fan. Okay, so that's I'll say wild. this. How you gonna like both? Of All right, go ahead, bro. Hey, I can have <laughs> two teams, man. Go ahead, man. I don't even. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But I like both. Coach like Thompson should have multiple chances. Go ahead, dog. I, I get it. Okay. <laughs> but listen, if you can ask any North Carolina fan, you can either win the national championship or, or I think Coach or K, you man. can. Coach K's last year, you you win at Cameron at his that last game. Question. That should have been a question. And then you also <laughs> get to knock him out in the final four. Any North Carolina fan would say, I take that. And being able to play in the national championship and be able to play that close with a team that a lot of people thought would be a team that's a down year for North Carolina with uh-huh. Hubert Davis just getting his first I year made a great in it. Job, man. He did a he did a phenomenal job in. Um, for those people who thought that or who said that North Carolina's fall off, now nah, North Carolina's back and now there may be a, a, a change in the guard because we've known for years, you know, Duke has gotten the top recruits. Yeah, but now it's um, just a now it might Coach be a change in the time because Coach K isn't there anymore. True, true. All right, so on Twitter, um, we tweeted, you know, with, with folks' thoughts of the championship game. Um, homie Cameron said, it hurts seeing my Tar Heels come up short, but give Kansas credit. <laughs> they came out in the second half more prepared than, than UNC. Finally, I, I think my Tar Heels are in good hands with Coach Davis for years to come. I, Coach he didn't use his timeouts probably in the second half because he had so much confidence in his group, confidence in his group that when Kansas made their was, run, yeah. he expected the run to happen. That's what happens in college basketball. Yeah. Momentum changes, and there's <laughs> there's there's always a run. There's always going to be a run. And coming out of halftime, yeah, they expected baby, Kansas to make a run, and they thought they could absolve it, which they did for a while. They were holding yeah. them at bay, they but they Kansas stepped up the intensity defensively. Remy Martin to me was the catalyst because I, that I ball quit. pressure was amazing, yeah. and he might have just put shots. himself back in the in, in the ranks like of those of who could Martin be drafted. Too. Remy, seven, like seventeen thirty eight. That's Remy Martin. Like Josiah Johnson posted on Twitter that Leaky Black and Remy Martin are the best two names ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. But uh, also on also on Twitter uh, at DC Sports King said uh, tweeted. Game shouldn't have been that close. If Kansas' game plan was to speed the game up earlier, they wouldn't have have had such a deficit to, to overcome. Right. We see only only six to seven deep with the hurt 
Yep. Uh, Mondo ba- uh, Baycock. Exactly. Uh, they did a they did a great job slowing the game down for 19 minutes of the game. I totally agree with that mm-hmm. because I, I thought Kansas I was going to take it to him. To be honest, um, so when I saw them up, I was surprised. But I knew it wasn't over, Let even though the, the Falcons' criticism is so dirty. Right. <laughs> let me let me ask you guys this. <laughs> it's funny though, uh, Bill so Self funny. has his second national championship. Fantasy Do we start to consider him as one of the elite? I hate I coaches? I just He's like always been a lead coach to me. Yeah, he's a lead coach. I just, just dislike him for some strange reason. I don't wow. know why. I just like he's him. a I don't he's a why. he's a nice guy. Uh, I don't know why. When he, when he coached at Tulsa, to me, he was a great interview. Yeah, I, Illinois was good. Coach K is one of the most annoying guys because I, to did, me, I, he's did, so I, never, I never said he wasn't. No, <laughs> I don't hate on Coach K because he wins. I respect him because he wins. But in terms of his attitude and Coach how, K is a pompous asshole. That's how you really feel, bro. That's how I feel. <laughs> no, think, think about it. Think about it. On on the last game at Cameron Indoor Stadium. Yeah. How did he treat the fans? What the first thing he said is, "I'm highly disappointed." Oh, Why are you disappointed? Oh. Why didn't you coach a little better? How oh, about that? That's what he said. I, I ain't pay. I don't pay that. I don't yes. pay no mind. I was more so paying attention to the fact that my man Kenny Blakeney was in, in person, and you know he's a former guest and he's a friend of the Urban Sports scene. So I, I wasn't paying attention either to what Coach K was saying. But I gotta, re, I gotta respect what he's accomplished. You cannot um, deny the fact that he's. He's, he's come from nowhere. I mean, just the fact that he should have been fired. A yeah. lot of the alumni wanted him to be fired early on. And then that team with Johnny Dawkins and uh, Jay Billis, they saved his career. So, Tommy Amaker. Tommy Amaker, absolutely. Yeah. So they saved his career. And, of course, he criticized the one and done, but then he went that route. So I feel like he, he does not always practice what he preaches. And he's so phony. You know, at times he seems like this very nice guy, a la John Stockton. But yeah. behind the scenes, they, they, they ruthless. On Facebook, the homie George posted, uh, "Thank God, Coach <laughs> K and Carolina didn't win the, the tournament." Oh wow! <laughs> it's too, it's too bad. Kansas did not. Hopefully, uh, hopefully the yeah, NCAA will YouTube hammer channel. them with their five level up, level one violations. George, <laughs> I, I love your channel, but you don't like Carolina. And it's clear. You got to put your bias aside. No, nobody really likes Coach K on this show, but you got to respect it. You got to respect Carolina, bro. Come oh, on. I, I don't, I don't, he also be clear, I don't dislike Hubert Davis, Virginia. I, res- I respect. I respect what he's done. Yeah. Right? He's he's one of those coaches that you think of, such as John Thompson, Dean Smith, um, Wooden. These are guys who built the Absolutely. organization. Like they, like if when you think of that, when you think of Duke basketball, you for ages and years upon people. For ages, <laughs> you dig? <laughs> um, now people will also people will always think of Coach K, right? Yeah. He's one of those guys. He's bigger than the program that he built. That he built, right? Just yeah. like John, you think of Georgetown basketball, you still think of John Thompson, right? That's right. You think of UCLA basketball, you think of John Wood. Yeah. You think of North Carolina basketball, you think of Dean Smith. You think and of Greenbow basketball, you think of Wally. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> let's end this. No, I got, we got one more. Hey, so... We go, I wasn't. I was gonna do another break, but I'm not doing a break. I'm skipping. A, I'm skipping a break for this too. All right. So, was it last week? We did it, right? Last the week. Interview with Jay Chin. Yeah. Huh. Drake. Yeah. 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 So last, Absolutely. Yeah, last, last week. week. You, can go, so, you can go and check that out. All right. So check it out. Don't you subscribe right there. Yeah. Exactly. But it's time for our um, HBCU corner. Uh, this segment spotlights coaches and players within HBCU athletics. Uh, last week, uh, we interviewed Prairie View and M University safety Drake Cheatham. Uh, so. And he was dope, good young kid. Um, we wishing him the best. But um, we conducted last weekend. Here's the interview. Prairie View A and M safety Drake Cheatham on the show. Drake was also first team All Defense in the SWAC. What's up, Drake? And welcome to the Urban Sports Thing. Uh, what's up, man? Thanks for having me, man. It's, a, uh, it's an honor. 
show. Oh, it's, a pleasure, it's a pleasure having you on. So we're going to start off, some, start off with a question, like a hard question. First, what's your favorite TV show, my man? Uh, my favorite TV show right now is probably I Am Athlete. I Am Athlete. All right, yeah. so I checked you on the bio, man. You had you, you had some. I saw your bio on this on the on the site, and mm-hmm. um, I saw you like the Flash. Yeah, but you might do, man. You there? We here. We here. That's why yeah. I've been strong with that for seasons. I've been you been following from the beginning. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, sure. man. You <laughs> like the new season? You like you like the new season? I'm, I like the old season more, but me the new too, season. Like, me too. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Sure. All right. So, are you? Who's your first? Your favorite uh, musical musical artist? Uh, Future. 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 My my favorite. Future. Music. I know, man. <laughs> <laughs> See, right now, Ti, Dmx, Three Six Mafia. We a little older. We we so. we, old, we older. That's why. But as long as it ain't like Migos or something, you alright, man. I guess. You know what I'm saying? Because, but Future, yeah, interesting. That that's what stuff though. So. <laughs> Who's your favorite uh, football player or favorite athlete? You don't have to be a football player, but who's your favorite mm-hmm. baller in the NFL right now? My favorite baller in the NFL right now is uh, probably probably Q Diggs from the Seahawks. He's been balling lately, so okay, he's just his bag. That's why I, you know I like the watch. I like the smaller safety. So mm-hmm. I like that. Folks usually try to go with the all brand folks. I, I mean the the known the known folks. I like that. Yeah, cause he's sure. balling out. He's balling out for real, yeah. like real talk. Yeah. He is balling. All right, so who's your uh, favorite professional team? Uh, I'm a 49ers fan. Uh, you know, my pops, my pops, big on the 49ers, so it kind of just mm-hmm. you know wore off on me. So I'm a 49ers fan. My pops used to tell me like, if you're gonna sit in here and watch the football game with me, you got to go for the Niners. So it kind of just. <laughs> That's kind of how it went, man. Oh, just, strong on. Oh, well, my dad was a 49ers fan too, so that's yeah. what that was. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, you probably Ray. He probably was a Jerry Rice fan. That that's, that's yeah. probably what yeah. Joe meant. Montana. Oh, Joe Montana football and Sega. Oh, Joe yeah. Montana football and Sega back in the day. So yeah. now I'm aging myself, man. Aging myself. So they they <laughs> was close. They was close to making the Super Bowl, man. So how how you feel about that? And now Trey Lance looking like he gonna get that starting job at some point this season. What what's your thoughts on the Niners right now? Uh, I think I think Trey Lance can do it, man. I mean, we we pretty much we just we can't get over the hump. We got the team for it. I mean, yeah. but we straight. We gonna Trey Lance gonna handle business. FCS guy, he gonna handle business. Love it. All right, so so you could end up playing there. What if they bring you in? How you gonna act? You know what I'm saying? You got like a fan, or you gonna be motivated? Nah, I'm gonna go crazy, man. Honesty, I love the honesty. All right, this is this is the toughest question though. All right, here we go. Who got the best homecoming? And HBCUs. Though. HBCU. Who got the best homecoming? TV hands down. Okay. See, I like it. See, I, I like want to know why, though. That's what I want to know. Tell me why. You got to explain why. <laughs> man, TV homecoming. Man, first and foremost, we gonna win the game. First and foremost, we gonna win the game, and then we gonna enjoy the whole week, like from the Saturday before to the Sunday at the end of it. So. <laughs> you ain't gonna you ain't get no particulars, huh? Nah, um, I can't give out no particulars. <laughs> but, you know, right. you, you've been to HBCU, you know. Oh, we, 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 we graduates to HBCUs. You know, we yeah. on the East Coast, though, so it's like Howard. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, yeah. You got you got ATL, got all their schools, but everybody thinks theirs is the best. We just had somebody say Norfolk was the best. So that's yeah. what's up, though. All, all HBCU homecomings. Is, I yeah. guess my only experience really is like Howard, Hampton, 
Of course, yeah. my alma mater, you and me, yes, but yeah, yeah, I only know one person with a prayer. I heard, I heard it's off the chain all year round. No, I heard it ain't just the the homecoming. Yeah, it's it's, it's you know, it's, it's a lot of distractions, man. A lot of distractions. Man. No, Ray, don't give him dub, man. Don't do that. But he, he look, keep. I like the way you're answering the questions. I like it. You know what I mean? <laughs> nah, nah, I get it. I, I get the vibes all day, so it's cool. Yeah, for sure. All right, so let's get, let's get right to it. All right, in 2020, in the 2021 season, you. Uh, became first team all defense in the SWAC. You were also first team um, in 2019 as well. Uh, what was your motivation going into the 2021 season? Um, I mean, just they say it's harder to repeat, you know, keeping mm -hmm. that same, you know, edge and hunger, like, you know, before you got any awards and accolades. So I really tried to pride myself on, you know, repeating and stuff like that. And, you know, I just, I just wanted to, you know, perform the best for my team. So, I mean the accolades and cool it's cool and all, but at the end of the day I was trying to win us a select championship. I know that's right. How hard was it knowing that I mean after you know the twenty twenty season was kinda of pretty much shut down? How hard was it, you know, trying to transition to that to twenty twenty one and kind of regaining what you did in in twenty nineteen? It was it was for me, the twenty twenty was kind of an eye opener because we we only played three games and that spring season and I got hurt on the third one. So, and I ain't played, I ain't really played the third game. So that there right there was an opener for me. Like, you know, I really got to lock back in and focus back in, you know, cause the three games, you know, I, eventually it was supposed to be my last season anyway. So mm -hmm. that's what really made me lock in. So yes, as a safety, okay, so as a safety, who do you model your game after? Because everybody has like somebody looking, they try to model the game, you know, to a, to a certain extent. Um, Bob Sanders, I like. I like that one. I like that one from the uh, from the coast, the coast man. Yeah. yeah, he was. Yeah, he the real deal. That's who I like to watch, and that's who I try to model my game after. Bob Sanders, he ain't been in the league for a while, so that's you just study like, him for a like minute. It. That's yeah. why I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What is he? He like five nine, right? That that yeah, that's kind of you like the smaller way. Yeah, he he was a striker, man. Hey, listen, you know the coach defense wasn't the greatest. Of course, they had Peyton back then, but if it wasn't for Bob Sanders and Freddie, right, they wouldn't have been contenders. So, right, for sure. I'm, right. I'm feeling that one definitely. So, right. as a team, y'all had a good season this past year. Of course, Jackson State, you fell to them in the SWAC championship. How proud of you? Uh, of the season you had and also just your teammates, how y'all bowled out this past year? I mean, I'm proud of the team because, I mean, this is the, this is a jump. I ain't never been to the SWAC championship at PV, so this is a jump, and this is something we can build off of. So, you know, of course you want to win the game, but this is something, you know, to keep building off of, you know, so because I got another year. So this mm. is important to plan that, you know, last that last year to get over the hump. So you are you what so you you play another year? You gonna play you gonna play you going yeah. for it? Okay. Bad. Mm -hmm. Bad. Sweet. So this season, I know you're talking about getting better. It's more attention now on HBCUs, of course, because in part Deion Sanders and others, but hey, you right. know, it's still it's all positive. And you know, HBCUs back in the day would produce a lot of NFL players, and we getting back to that point now. So what's yeah. your main focus going in? And just talk about what it means to play at HBCU. It means a lot to play the HBCU. I mean, just representing the HBCU culture and the HBCU college, you know, uh, and knowing that we don't get the proper publicity that I can be a, a you know, a staple to 
you know, change that, you know, a, a staple for change that can bring the, the exposure to HBCUs. So that's why I feel like it's important and it's uh, my duty in a way to, you know, bring light to HBCUs. Sweet. So what would you, so, so being at HBC, what would you, what, what would you tell a high school kid or a high school prospect um, who's thinking about HBCU? What would you tell them? Man, you can you can go to the league from anywhere. Uh-huh. Don't stress about the league that you can go to the league from anywhere. If you're a baller, you're going to get the call no matter what. So don't stress about, you know, uh, I'm going to a smaller school and, I might not get the exposure I need. If you're a baller, they're going to come call you and they're going to come find you regardless of where you're at. So, Man, Drake, you've been dope, man. Hey, before I let you go, also, first I want to say I'm a Washington football team, well, Washington Commanders fan. I don't even like saying mm-hmm. the Commanders, but it is what it is. So if you ever, like, think about, you know, trying to show some tapes, whatever, come down here, you know what I mean? I like I like your style because you know about old school football players, man. But you, once you said Bob Sanders, you had me because that's that was a dog. Like, I feel like – you already have the, the mental, which is dope. Like, you could tell that you've done your, your homework in terms of seeing, you know, what kind of players you kind of can mirror and, and how you can be successful once you make it to the next the next uh, level. I'm all about claiming. So once you make it to the next level, you know what I'm saying? So that's dope, man, real dope. So before I let you go, man, um, you want you want to tell our, any of our listeners you know how to catch you on social or anything you want to plug? It's all this. The floor is yours, my man. Uh, my my IG is uh Draco the General, uh Draco D R A C O the General. So just follow me on Instagram and you know support. Show love. That man, hey Drake man, thanks for being on HBCU Corner. We appreciate you, man. You stay blessed, my man. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me, man. You wanna be on too? Cause you're looking at me like I'm, I was gonna do all I was gonna do all the talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was uh again that was Drake Cheatham uh from Prairie View A and M uh, University. Dude, uh, dope dude. Uh, make sure you check him out. Um, follow him on Twitter. Uh, he's gonna do big. He's doing big things, man. Swag conference, probably the best safety in the swag. I'm claiming it out there anyway. All right, man. Subscribe to our show on 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 pod. Uh, sure. Subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes. Tune in iHeartRadio and Google Podcast. Search search the Urban Sports Scene. Also follow us on Twitter at Urban Sports Scene, on IG at Urban Sports Scene, and like our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Make sure you subscribe to the Urban Sports Scene YouTube channel too. Hey, check out the home of the Urban Sports Scene, Amp Papyra Media at amppapyramedia.com. And this show can be found on Podcast DC. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all of the Amp Papyra Media shows as well as other great content. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate y'all. 500. You know how we do it. What's that? Five double zero. Five double zero. It's been a long time, man. I know, bruh. Started out in what? 2010? Started from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> 12 years later. I lasted a lot of... Uh, yeah. I lasted a lot of folks, bruh. We've outlasted some people in legacy <laughs> media. You know you know, um, so We had like... What was it? Uh, what's my man from um, Australia? We used to make... We don't talk about... Yeah, doing live chat content. Yeah, live chat. Yeah. What's the, what else we had? We, we've experienced. He's, a, he's the, the person that, uh, I guess, created for ages. Yeah. I've been listening to Urban Sports for ages. Yeah. I got, even, I though, got you oh, so even though it was like the ninth episode. Yeah, I know, right? Facts. Yeah. <laughs> 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 nah, but it's been good, man. Apple G's, man. We had Apple G's. 
Yeah, Abogee's Tom Block. Tom Block. Who was that? Uh, we had, uh, shoot, Coach on West Coast. I mean, not Coach. West Coast Dillifan. Yeah, man, man, we do we, a lot, man. We went through a lot of. It's been a lot of iterations of this show, man. Yeah, man. It's been some times, man. Now we do like some like highlight, whatever. Oh, I ain't even on. Oh, I still <laughs> you on. Okay. Yeah, I put you it's on. Yeah. It's great to say we're gonna do a documentary. I'm, a documentary. Yeah, we are. Yes, sir. Straight out of PG. Yeah, straight out of PG. Each I've already casted it. Each. Oh, you sure did. They know what we done. Oh. <laughs> we done. I, I remember this crap. We done. <laughs> Anyway, you've been listening to the Urban Sports Scene. For ages. You did. Deuces. Hey, man, can leave us out, big homie. <laughs> Deuces.